That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hello, hello. Hi, people out there. We are back. Hi, Aid. Hi, Tane. Where are we gone? <laughs> yes, we did not give the people a full service last week. So now we're back to give them a full service. A full, long episode. Yeah. I'm glad we're here for this one. I thought this was a good episode, but we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Um, What do we need to inform the people about this week? This week, we need to let you know that next week on Patreon, we will have a 90 Day Fiance episode. So look out for that on our Patreon. And every week on Patreon, we have After Party recap up on Patreon. So go there to listen to that. So what Aid is also missing out is that the episode of 90 Day Fiance that we have is the tell-all. I just want to add that because I'm excited about that. I've been ready for the season to be done like eons ago, but the tell-all, I'm always excited about. I I like how they fight each other. (laughs) This is the longest season of 90 Day Fiance OG ever. I cannot believe how long it went on. It wasn't boring. It was just, wow, it's still going. Um, As for the tell-all, these people have no relationship with each other. I don't know why they're opining on each other's relationships. This is what the previews look like. It's people just throwing out opinion and throwing out fires. Well, what makes it so funny and like for is that these people think they're better. Like it's like (laughs) they come here to say mine is not as bad as them. And then if I just opine on this, I can be superior for at least 10 minutes. And it's the funniest thing to ever see and really for those who watch Real Housewives of Atlanta it's really like Marlo chiding Ralph I'm like what (laughs) just sit down there and be quiet so no one goes into you both of you are wrong (laughs) well Ralph is not really wrong but that's a whole story Ralph is wrong (laughs) Ralph's entire existence is just full of him being wrong well Ralph is wrong yes but in this particular situation if your dad does not want you to go ahead. Don't you have to give consent? You can't just pick a child and adopt them when his dad, you know, doesn't give consent and claims to be in his life, right? According to what I heard. It depends. A court can sever your parental rights too. Um, but it is easier if the the surrendering parent will just sign. Yeah. But it's also like, okay, you don't see the child regularly. You've never regularly been in the child's life. What rights do you have to call yourself anybody's dad? And to block someone else from being their legal father? I'm not sure that your opinion should be respected. Well, I don't know. 
Anyway, that's Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> um, Tate, what's going on with MAPS people? You know, before I go into MAPS people, before I go into what's happening in MAPS land with the past participants, um, I want to talk about something that came into our DMs. Um, there's a young lady who told us a story of how she matched with Eric from Atlanta on Hinge in 2020. Um, she wasn't interested at the time, but then she reached out again and they started talking. They started dating for about two months. And all of a sudden he started saying work was getting in the way. And she happened to stumble upon a picture of him with another girl. And she reached out to the girl and found out that he had been seeing both of them at the same time. Eric did not want her to post the picture talking about the show and he didn't want to make it public, but she went ahead and did it anyway. And now she knows why. And she dragged him and all of that. And, you know, he was just basically lying two timing them again, guys, you know, we got that in our DM. We don't fact check. We don't know. But my question is Eric put up a good game, a good talk during the season and we know that this is just regular dating things. Everyone's two-timing. There's options everywhere. I'm just, at his age, he really wanted to settle down and all that. Why still play games? Like, what are you, like, I don't understand when men do this. What are you getting out of this? Oh, uh, testing your new option without dropping your plan B. <laughs> or just don't say you're going to be exclusive and just date both of them and say you weren't exclusive. Just be upfront. I'm not exclusive. I'm seeing other people. No, I'm I'm kidding. But I get it. Like wanting to eat your cake and have it. I don't. I don't understand it. But for me, it's just like. Uh. So, anyways, um, good luck to Eric. I mean, I hope he finds what he's looking for. But the main purpose, really, of us saying the story is just like we don't understand. I don't know what Eric. I don't know what the Erics of the world get out of it. I don't know. Maybe coming on maps and being like, I want to be married. And then you see what is considered your like pretty good match. And you're like, no, you know, maybe marriage is not for me. Maybe just dating around is, is for me. That's fair. Anyways, everybody just tell the truth and be adults about stuff. Speaking of Eric, um, Clara and Virginia opened up a joint Bumble account. I don't know if that's even possible, but that's what they said. And they were listing all the things that they didn't want. And they ended it with no Geminis. That made me laugh because of my vendetta against Geminis. But honestly, the whole thing was very cringy. Like I just, Clara and Virginia need to, I don't want to say move on, but everything they do seems to be tied to the fact that they got divorced from their guys from maths and not to say it's not a huge thing, but it was just, I don't know. It just seemed like the most basic thing I've ever seen. And it was just secondhand embarrassment. It, on my end. It, it's now seems like it's been a minute since Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, we're supposed to say that humans, you know, can take their time getting over things. I just, they're constantly trying to make money off their failed math experience. And like the, the juice is out. There, there's no more juice left in that orange. Yep. Stop squeezing it. Um, Karen, as someone predicted in our comments, is getting hate 
from her season and you can tell that she's trying to brush it off but she's just about had it and she just has messages like you know your miserable self make sure you do your research and just mind your business and things like that but so also is Ryan from the Houston season. Someone just laid him one that you don't have to be attracted, looks fade. I've been with my husband for 11 years and we started with this and he's like, uh, okay. So, I mean, that's a lot of projecting. I don't even like Ryan that much, but for someone to send him that message, what does you and your husband have to do with him? <laughs> um, Trey, who a lot of listeners might be like, who? But Trey from the original Atlanta season, which I guess was season three, was visiting San Diego. He's going on a solo vacation around, just having his good old vacation by the beach and going around. And it made me think, like, there are some past MAFS participants that are just truly divorced from the MAFS family because he's going around doing his vacation in San Diego. But we know that there are certain MAFS participants that if they're visiting um, San Francisco, San Diego... They'll have like a meetup, we'll see pictures and they'll do things together. And it's just very fascinating to me, the two different kinds of past people in this. But why is everybody descending upon San Diego? I'm like, is Trey doing something in San Diego and maybe he's just not telling us what the, the whole story? Hmm. Well, I can understand why you wouldn't think that because he's not thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not sure. He's still, did he move? He's originally from Kentucky. I want to say he moved back or maybe he's still in Atlanta and he was just like, I'm going on a solo vacation and he's doing different stops. But also everyone is left now. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the thing is we will find out halfway through the season. There might be a special. And if we see him, we're like, ah, that's where you were. Um, we got a comment that I have to talk about that. I was like, ah, that's a different angle from a listener called Fishcracker. We talked about how in our highlight episode, how these men this season just seem like horn dogs. Like everyone just seems to try to be having sex. And they mentioned how, listen, this is the after effect of the pandemic that California was on, under lockdown way longer than everybody else. So now they're just letting loose and now is the first time and they're just trying to take advantage of it. And I was like, oh, that's an angle. I didn't think about that. Good theory. Good theory. <laughs> Um, that's about it. Did you hear about anything else on the interwebs? No, I don't think we've mentioned it, but a couple people did tell us that Shannon Bedore and David Bedore did their vow renewal at the wedding venue. That is the kind of information we love to get. We're like, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is. This, it's good when you meet your tribe and they know that we will know who Shannon Bedore is. All right. Going into the episode, like I said, I really enjoyed this episode. What did you think? Loved it. Things were happening. <laughs> Things were happening. Everything. It had everything. It was just, I was just like, my jaw dropped. I laughed. I'm like, what is happening right now? It was entertaining from beginning to the end. Are you ready to get into it? I'm ready. All right. So we start the episode with them saying they're in their, well, Pastor Cal saying they're in their final, I can't remember who said it. Someone with someone saying that they're in their final days. And I'm like, of the honeymoon. And I'm like, but I feel like we just got here. Um, <laughs> it goes by quickly. I think I also say this every season. Because <laughs> I'm always like, wait, the honeymoon's almost over? I feel like we just got here. Um, 
there's everybody on their selfie cam. Nate and Stasha, Lindy and Miguel, Lindy and Miguel, um, Lindy practicing her Spanish on the selfie cam. And they tell us they're on day five of their marriage. And the girls are going to brunch and the guys are going to tequila tasting. Alexis and Justin let us know. Alexis is like, really? Like, we have to go to brunch and you guys get to go to tequila tasting? But she gives him permission to come back drunk. Um, Morgan and Ben feel like they have catching up to do because they got to the honeymoon late. Um, the, all the girls are jealous of the tequila tasting. <laughs> And we see the guys at the tequila tasting and they're like, Arriba, Abajo, Al Centro, Cuchi Cuchi. And I was like, those last two, I don't recall those being part of it. But in a way, that is kind of sexist. It is sexist. Why do we just assume that girls like tequila too? You know? Um, I don't know. It's not fair. It's not fair. But, um... Justin tells us that he threw his away because he doesn't want to drink tequila. Me, I mean, I, I that's probably what I'd do. <laughs> the, we go to the girls. Kristen is sitting there and she says she's impressed by all four ladies, but her journey is going differently and she doesn't want to take the light away. So I guess she's going to talk last. So everybody can be happy and then she can be a downer. The guys are all sitting around and... Nate says it's time to spill some tea and Justin has no tea. He says, despite Nate's question, but that, and the tea is all about who's having sex, by the way. So his codicil or whatever is that, well, we're not having sex, but they're walking around naked. So it's a start. He says that Alexis respects his celibacy. And I was like, I don't even understand why you're still celibate. What is going on here? I, I have to say, I'm like, this whole Justin celibacy thing still takes me aback. The whole point was, oh, you just wanted to figure out you don't want to be a piece of meat. Now you have your wife that you allegedly love. So what what are we doing now? Weird. I, I don't understand why the story isn't we're taking time to get to know each other and instead Alexis respects my celibacy. That The wording, like the outcome could be the same, but the description is off. Oh, Nate talks about the celibacy in his interview, and I guess that he's confused too. Because he says, and they have to bleep it out, because he says, pussy whipped. He just says that he doesn't want to get excited because it's his way of going slow. Yeah, but that didn't make any sense. He already said, I love you. Thank you. That's not going slow. (laughs) So I didn't understand anything was saying. He didn't want to be pussy whipped. I'm like, okay, it's his wife, so if he is... eh." (laughs) <laughs> nothing these people say make and, and can i just point out that just the way nate was like we're about to find out who fucked first it was so gross and then i remembered the stripper incident i promise you i had forgotten about it i don't know how you forget something like that but i'd forgotten about it and i'm like this man is just uncouth uncouth i don't really like i just why a grown-ass man are you saying pussy whipped it's so juvenile and it's misogynistic it just doesn't sound like a man who respects a woman. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not exactly offended. It's a, it's a term, it's the same thing as, um, what's her name? What is, uh, Olajuwon's, Katina saying she didn't want to get, um, what'd she say that we said we never heard before? No, that was what we know. She called it something else. Like dick drunk? 
dick something. Yeah, dick dizzy. <laughs> she said she didn't want to get dick dizzy. And I'm like, yeah, so I get it in that sense. I don't want to be dickmatized. So I'm not offended like in that way, like he's pussy whipped. It's more like what he said doesn't make sense. Unless he was trying to say something else and he was trying to be PC about it and it all came out not making sense. That was my deduction of that. I think in a way he's trying to say like he feels like he's scared of his performance (laughs) because Alexis is a lot of women. Alexis is a very confident woman and you guys know that I think that Justin is insecure. I don't care what he puts out. But I think maybe that's what Nate was trying to say. Like maybe when then he was just saying like, oh, he'll be pussy whipped. Because again, even if he's pussy whipped, he already said, I love you. So that nullifies everything. It's not like he's saying I'm scared to be in love with her. Like, oh, I'm just going to be in love with the sex. You're already in love. So we're working backwards right now. You're already so. saying you're in love. I don't believe he's in love. <laughs> I, I said allegedly the first time. <laughs> that applies for the rest of... <laughs> the entire time <laughs> the rest of justin's tea is that he knows she knows that he is sensitive and he's glad that that side of him is being embraced so then we shoot to alexis and she's like oh it's so hard <laughs> this man and his emotions but she knows that she needs to grow that way but she has to work to consider his feelings and it's not how she's naturally wired but he says, I love you all the time. So she's good. I'm sorry. Alexis is so special. I don't know where we are. with Alexis give me, gives me whiplash. One minute she's saying one thing, one minute she's saying, because I could have sworn she said that when he met with the parents or friends and mother, he said, she said, he's sensitive, but I can handle that. And she said that before. Like, it's not a big deal. He can be who he is. I can deal with that. That's not a thing. And now she's saying it's hard. I'm sorry. They're sensitive. And then there's Justin. Yeah, I know. But. Even by her actions, it doesn't seem like it's hard. Anyways, but yeah. I actually think what Alexis's deal is, is that she's doing maths the way it's supposed to be done. I don't think there's anything about Justin that is like Alexis's type, emotionally, physically, but she's just diving right in. And then he's like giving her so much affirmation and love that I think she likes. She's just rolling with it. That's fair. She's basically applying what you need versus what you want. Exactly. Got it. But if Alexis decided at the end of this that she doesn't need a sensitive man, I would totally understand. Um, <laughs> his emotions are a lot. Um, and Morgan says that she feels the same because she feels like both of their husbands are sensitive. We don't really have been sensitivity on display that way, but okay. Um, yeah, that was that was news to us. I was like, been sensitive? Okay, well, we'll, we'll find out all together. <laughs> So we flashed to Ben and he's like, he thinks the experts did a good job, but they haven't gone in depth. And Mitch asked about the initial physicality. And he said that her friends told him she's a certified freak. And they flashed back to the wedding of her friends telling him that. And he needs to work on his hip thrust. Ben is um is into self-deprecation. Because with the last week of the Magnums, and then now, like, oh, I need to work on my hip thrust. It's almost like, set your expectations low. <laughs> <laughs> Don't expect too much from me, guys. <laughs> is that it? Self-deprecation, low confidence? What is it? What is it? Um, I mean, my my unofficial diagnosis is they're all <laughs> have low self, self-esteem. Oh, well, that's sad. <laughs> or maybe they should. Um, Morgan is talking with the girls about how she and Ben touch a lot. 
and they just need more time. Stasha says it'll happen tonight. Morgan thinks he's hot, and then they do this whole flashback of Ben taking off his shirt, of seeing his abs. I gotta tell you, first episode, I'm like, oh, Ben has a nice smile, Ben is cute. As the episodes roll along, he's becoming less and less attractive <laughs> to me. And it's, I don't know if it's, it's not even his juvenile ways or his personality. It's just as I look at him, I'm just like, eh, I don't find him as attractive as I thought he was. <sighs> Actually, who do you think is the most attractive groom? Ben. Ah. Uh. Yeah, definitely Ben. Okay. Oh, you know what? I, I think take that I'm back. Gonna... Miguel. Okay, yeah. I was like, I think I'm going to go with Miguel. And then certain angles, physically alone, Nate. No, no, it doesn't do it for me. I know Nate doesn't do it for you. <laughs> you made that clear from day one. <laughs> certain angles. Like if Nate was, Nate just gives me the creeps a little bit, but taking away all that, just physically, he, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, flash to Miguel telling the guys that he and Lindy made love, and that is the term he used. And he just he just gushed. He gushed. It was more passionate than he thought it would be. You're in the moment and aroused. It was perfect. And in his interview, he said he felt one with the universe. He felt holy and empowered by a divine being. Oh, God. I was not pleased with his use of the word aroused. Why? Why? <laughs> Just a word. It didn't hurt you. Um, <laughs> it's like saying moist. We don't want it. Um, Nate says he's happy for them that they're vibing, um, but that there's no love making, no sex. And Justin is shocked that they're not having sex. Um, but Nate says that he wants to respect his wife. When you try to have sex earlier than later, it makes things complicated, which is very different from what Nate was saying earlier. Because Nate is full of shit. <laughs> Before Nate was like, we gotta, we're going to have sex on the honeymoon. I'm confident. Uh, yeah. And uh, I guess now he's less confident about that. <laughs> Saving face. Um, Miguel was like, why Why does it make things complicated? There's nothing more attractive. Uh, there's nothing more natural than being attracted to his wife. So Nate explains to Miguel... <laughs> That when couples get together early, they lack an understanding of each other. They need to check if they have the same vision and goals. They are playing clown music on Nate while he's saying this, by the way. Um, Deservedly so. He's in this for a reason, and he has a purpose, and he wants to have a long-term relationship. In an interview, Miguel says he's not buying. He thinks that they're having sex, but they're not talking about it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think they are. And Stasha is talking about they're intimate in other ways rather than sex. And I agree with you that I don't think they're having sex. I, but if they're not having sex, I think Stasha is leading on that. Yeah, of course. So now Kristen is ready to talk. She says she wouldn't say things are extremely well, but she wants everybody to be on team Mitch. So she's giving them this information, but no matter what they hear, they're still supposed to like Mitch afterwards. I think that's a lot to ask from people. Hmm. So she goes I'll on. let you finish because I had a thought on that. But yeah. She's like, I'm going to stick with the positive and she really wants to make it work. But a couple nights ago, he explained to her that he wasn't attracted. But then that same night, they were drinking and he pounced on her like a tiger. 
Alexis in an interview is like, I'm still trying to keep thinking Team Mitch. Um, <laughs> but we love you and it's so hard. And Lindy says it's confusion, but suddenly I was attracted to him and he wanted to get down. And I'm going to flip this script. I make the rules now and it's not going to happen this way. Oh man, all these dramatic people. And just, I don't know. On one hand, I was like, this girl got told at dinner that he wasn't attracted to her. On the other hand, I'm like, are you attracted to him or not? Like, is this a power play? It's not. So she, again, it makes sense. Like, I mean, we talked about it briefly last week. You can't tell a girl you're not attracted to her. Then all of a sudden you like want to pounce on her and have sex or whatever, because then it makes her feel like a piece of meat. Like you haven't held hands. We don't kiss. We don't do anything. We're going straight to have sex. But for me, it was just more about the way she told the story. And she's like, basically I'm the captain now. And I'm like, you know, he pounced on me like a tiger. He did that, which he does address an after party. He's like, first of all, I did not pounce on her like a tiger. <laughs> because and pounce then, like a tiger doesn't have a universal definition. I could totally see how one of them saw it that way and the other one didn't. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, but it just really did sound, and she was like, oh, like I'm taking my power back and all that. But I still can't tell if Kristen's defense of Mitch, and I'm referring to the whole team Mitch disclaimer, which I will say I thought it was nice. It is nice. And I can't, tell, I can't tell if her defense of Mitch all the time is admirable or worrisome. Mm, I'm not sure either. It could go either way. Yeah, because she's doing the right thing, so to speak. Because in the general sense of things, you know, you don't get to air your laundry all the time if you plan on staying with the person because you the word, you look stupid and everyone hates him forever. But she's also on a show where they have to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why she puts it to Mitch, to Mitch. And I think it does kind of help because she's making it known how she wants them to react. So you can't say like, oh, you didn't know and you can't keep going and then start trashing this man because she's like, I'm not here for that. So I think I'm leaning towards admirable. I'm generally team Kristen most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think she was doing anything wrong there. She was like, I need to tell you the true story, but I really don't want you to dislike him after. Yeah. That was good. So Alexis is ready though. She said if he's disrespectful and she can go off team Mitch, just let her know. <laughs> Alexis, you could tell Alexi use all of all of her tools <laughs> to not just say bad things about Mitch. <laughs> Morgan and Ben have a dinner date, and they're like, "Cheers to being on a date." I'm like, "What kind of terrible honeymoon is this that you're like, cheers to being on a date on our honeymoon?" Because there have been so many other activities that weren't a date between the two of them on their honeymoon. <laughs> And then they talk about the other couples, which I was like, this is really what you want to talk about on your date, on your honeymoon? The first one I think we've seen is the other couples? Morgan asks Ben if he's closer to any of the guys. This episode, maybe it was mentioned before, but Justin, I think his true nickname that he goes by is Tree. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says, Tree, Justin. He says he loves, he says he loves her. And Ben asks when they say that, and they just kind of talk and they agree that it would be hard to gauge when they would when they would get around to the I love you. Um, they talk about the cat. They talk about what they do on their weekends now. And she just says she likes to relax because work is hectic. Um, 
there are crickets chirping and the closed captioning makes sure to say crickets chirping. And I'm like, oh my gosh, do they have nothing to say to each other? <laughs> Morgan says that things are going well, but then Ben asked for a five week plan. So how would we 10 X our relationship? And I'm glad for her because she puts this nonsense question back on him. What do you mean? What do you mean a plan? And he said he wants in-depth conversations. Um, and they kind of come up with like some good intentions. I don't know if they really come up with a plan. She does a spiel about how in past relationships, she's really been hurt by words. And when you say something, you can't take it back and it can really hurt. Then we're done with them. Um, then we have Stasha and Nate and they have an outdoor picnic situation. There are bugs. He freaks out. She kills a spider. Um, he says that he likes um, the setup and apparently Stasha set up this date. She says in her previous relationship, she's been intimidating. Her last relationship was long distance, but she didn't want to do long distance. That she only gets into relationships for the purpose of getting married. And that after her last relationship, she went to therapy to understand everything, including her childhood. And he commends her for going to therapy. And then she does a, <laughs> a uno reverse on him and is like, so do you want to go to therapy? <laughs> together <laughs> to help the relationship this is why people don't think nate is genuine he doesn't want to go to therapy but he thought about it they discussed it and he realized it's going to look bad if i say i don't want to go to therapy so he's like yeah i'll go to therapy with you yeah the baseline that came in when she suggested therapy just absolutely killed me because it just implied like he was going to be like, no, I'm not about that life. Why are we even doing that? And he didn't shut it down. I was very surprised when he said he'll go ahead and do it. But I say that because I feel like the music has been on one this season. We always talk, talk about the music, but it's like this time, it's like every scene, there's a different song per 30 seconds. And we're not the only one who noticed. We got a message from Beck saying like she feels like it's gone to a new level but is it better or is it worse? We can't say. They're still on the nose, but it's just like, it's intense this season. I'm, I don't like it when the music implies that something is going on that isn't going on. <laughs> and I think it does do that sometimes. They use the music to tell a story about a thing that's not happening. So Stasha and Nate talk about the real world, power couple moves, Everything about this is an irritant to my ear. <laughs> I, I'm power couple and making moves. I'm just like, I don't, I don't understand. Maybe it's beyond my understanding. It's a very common thing uttered by black men on reality shows. What is power going on in the black community? <laughs> and leave a legacy. <laughs> they say the same thing. I'm not like... I'm not opposed to any of those things, but I also think that it just can remain unsaid. Like when you think of power couples, do they call themselves power couples or did they just happen to be that way? Or do they just be power couples? <laughs> so that's the thing. And, and you're right. It, there's nothing wrong with any other things. Like it's good to be generational wealth. It's good to be a power couple or whatever, but just be, don't just say there's a certain kind of man who always brings it up. It now sounds rehearsed. Like you're saying what you think it's supposed to be said. Although I want to say Woody said it though. Probably. <laughs> Woody is Woody our benchmark said power now. Couple. I don't think Woody said power couple. 
Are you sure? I'm I, not I, sure. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> you guys let us know. You're the best fact checkers we have out there. <laughs> let us know. But I want to say I think like he did, but I'm not sure. Someone who's watched the season recently might have better have better memory in that. Very true. Please let us know. All right, guys. We're going to take a break. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. Up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming, and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earn In to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in AltoCall on the podcast. When you sign up, it'll really help the show. That's AltoCall on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max, see earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their ginger lime mule and grapefruit paloma, which happen to be my favorites, You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the recess mocktail sampler at takearecess.com slash autocall MAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much. So recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallMAFS so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. And we are back. Alexis and Justin are sitting on a water thing. I don't know what things are called. What's that called, Tane? Um... Honestly, is it a kayak? It was, no. was it a double kayak? Than a kayak? A water floating thing. You float on the water yeah. in the thing. You pedal or something. <laughs> it looked like fun. I mean, if I ever saw one I w- and I was feeling safe, I would do that. Um, she said, look at all the caveats. If I saw one, if I was feeling safe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, But they also, it just seems like a very uncomfortable thing to sit on. I was so confused. Um, so they talk about the future and they talk about work. He's going to cook and take care of the dogs and she's going to go to work. And then we find out because she asked him, does it bother you that I make more than you? And he's like, she's like, "Is will this eventually affect your ego? And he says, it's all going to the same account. I was like, hold up. <laughs> and she's totally fine with those. She's like, she wants to sit down and talk through financials. And she talks about how marriage is supposed to be hard work, but she's waiting it for it to be hard, which is a complete contradiction of what she said at lunch with the girls. <laughs> I told you. And like, Alexis is not who you take seriously. She just goes where the wind blows or what she feels like at the moment. But Aid, what does Justin do? He does something 
where he worked at home. That's all I, I remember. I'm trying to remember from the matchmaking special. If marketing, what his job was. Mm. It was something marketing, digital marketing or something. Okay. For some reason, I just thought Justin was balling. Oh, I didn't think so. I mean, he was trying to buy a house in San Diego. I just <laughs> assume so. But Justin says a lot of things too. So, okay. Then uh, in a in a moment, their lives are under threat. I was so confused. I was like, "What happened?" There was wind. It blew the little thing. But Justin is tall, and he saved her. <laughs> he broke the fourth wall. He was talking to the crew about, see, I saved her. I saved her. <laughs> like, Did y'all see that? <laughs> like this guy, this guy just wants to be on camera <laughs> or loves to be on camera. Let me put it that way. <sighs> so, and to continue the water sports, Morgan and Ben go paddle boarding. Morgan tells us again how hot he is. Um, And they're sitting there at the beautiful ocean. It looks like the ocean. And... They sit there and Ben starts to talk about how when he wanted to be matched with someone, the most important things to him are like family and money. (laughs) And he wants to know why she doesn't have a strong relationship with her dad. I feel like it was about her dad. And then she has student debt and she wants to go to nurse practitioner school. And he's trying to build financial freedom and he's not sure how that aligns. Wasn't really a good look for Ben. It was not. It was like, once again, I thought it was just handled poorly. And he sounded young. He just sounded like someone that hasn't had life experiences. Like, do you not know that sometimes people don't get along with their parents? Sometimes people have toxic relationships and, you know, they do what's best for them. He really handled like he he made it seem like it was a totally foreign concept. And how dare you? not come from a perfect family. It was weird. See, the thing is, I like the fact that you said that it's like immature or young because when I was young, I did not know these things. I like, when you grow up in a two-parent family and your parents are together, I, you're you're warped. <laughs> you're warped in that you can be really ignorant to the fact that like not everybody gets along with their parents. Not everybody gets along with their siblings. Not everybody has the life that you have. And you better be grateful for what you have. And you better not judge other people for not being as blessed as you. I, I get, you know, I get it. But what is he, 29? He, exactly. You should know better. Yes, we're in the age of information. Like, you can't act like you've never... Families come in all shapes, forms, and sizes right now. There's more talk about stuff now. I just... He could have just said, I have concerns or worries. Like, how has that shaped you? What are your views on family? Because it's really big to me. But just everything that came out of his mouth was just like saying, well, fuck you for not having a relationship with your dad. I'm like, did you even ask what happened? Exactly. <laughs> like, where's the inquisitiveness? Where's the wanting to get to know a person? Where's like finding out facts before passing judgment? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a good look at all. So Morgan comes back with like that he seems closed off and that he acts like her student death is off student loans are awful and she just needs some understandings like trust me to have it paid off i'm not asking you for money i'm not going to tell you how to spend your money and i need you to be patient with me and to respect the fact that she's not in the same place what is with these judgmental people about student loans i'm taking this very personal people i have student loans because you know what i'm a millennial and i live in america so that's the way it is 
<laughs> Every time I see the mention of student loans, it's just all laughable to me. <laughs> oh, man. He said he was open with what he wanted, so I guess it was up to the experts to find him some perfect person that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So then we get to our second bomb, and Ben starts talking about how he wanted someone who's 100% honest, no lies, no BS. But that Morgan took him aside and said that she's not a BSN, which means a Bachelor of Science in Nursing, I believe, but that she told the experts something else. So he confesses to her that he told Tree, a.k.a. Justin, and they had a heart-to-heart, and he thinks that Justin told Alexis. And Morgan is upset. It's She says that she explained that it's a bachelor, she is a nurse, but it's just to advance her career. And when she told him last night, she thought that that was the end of it. But now he went to somebody else and she's really heard about it. And she didn't know that he went to somebody else and it came out of nowhere. Um, Can we, can we talk about this? I, they have a whole thing about trust. And do you see the chain effect? And he broke her trust. And I, I, This is my personal opinion. Morgan... I feel like did something shady with this nursing degree. I don't know if she lied to the experts or what. And the reason why I feel like she did something shady is because she told him it was a secret. <laughs> if you did do something shady, why are you so upset that he told somebody? Um, That's where I stand on that. But So I don't understand the difference between the BSN and, you know, she explains more in After Party and Associates, but I saw a whole bunch of stuff on Twitter about people trying to explain what the difference was. Um, and that you can still work as a nurse and still have your degree. So, I mean, that part, you know, I guess it's fine. Here's my thing. Morgan is wrong for lying. When they ask you to fill those forms, they're telling you to be honest. My honest opinion, I know she said that or what he's been said, she hadn't done one class. That's a lie. <laughs> I, I know a lot of those, but not a lot, but I've heard that story before. Oh, I just need one more class to graduate. Okay. <laughs> I think it's more because if it was just one class, save yourself the whole explanation. Cause I'm sure you'd have to explain to so many people that, Oh, I'm doing it for my career. I'm doing this. Unless she's still in school, then okay. Then maybe it's true. But if that's the case and you're still in school and you can still work with it and all that kind of stuff, why lie about it? Exactly. You're still a nurse. You're still a nurse. You're still. I've never asked a nurse, hey, do you have a bachelor's degree? I assume they put the nurses with the bachelors doing the nurses' bachelor's work and the nurses without the bachelors doing the non-bachelors work doing the nurse. And like, why did you lie about it? Yeah. Hey, do you have just one class left? <laughs> I just, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just a weird thing to lie about. And I think Ben had a leg to stand on. If you're lying about this, what else are you lying about? And I don't think that's even being overreacting or him overreacting. I think that's valid. If you're going to lie about, here's the thing. I, I always joke with my friends and I say this, I hate wasting my lies, especially if you're not paying my bills or all that kind of stuff. Don't, I don't, I hate when people lie about things they don't even need to lie about. So if you're lying about this, I think there's more stuff that you're lying about. So then are you just trying to look good so you could be on the show? Are you like feeling some type of way about certain things? And like you said, why is it a secret? I think on the maths questionnaire, they ask your education level. And I feel like she wanted to be matched with someone. I think they do try to match educational level. So she wanted to be matched with someone with a bachelor's, but she didn't want to put that she has an associate. So she put a bachelor's, which is bizarre. Ah, that makes sense. 
But that's that's the thing. Human beings are so interesting. So now you're gonna judge somebody <laughs> for not having the same thing that you don't have. But on the flip, are we are we giving her credit for coming clean to Ben because she didn't have to? Um No, no, I'm not giving her credit for coming clean to Ben. Okay. Why didn't you right, just cause... not lie to Vicky? But it's such a silly thing to lie about. <laughs> Well, maybe she felt like I can lie to the experts, but I can't lie to my husband. And would he, I guess would he have asked? How did no. this even come up? I think she was feeling guilty and just said it. I don't think he asked. Like, what would you even ask? Like, if I tell someone, like, I, I imagine when I met my husband and I'm just like, oh, yeah, I have a bachelor's. I don't think he's going to be like, oh, show me your certificate. <laughs> It's just but I'm mean, gonna take it at face value. Where did you go to school or where did you get your bachelor's is a pretty normal question. If you answer, well, I only have one class left. But the part I she explicitly said no, I like the experts. Yeah, but she'll just say the school that she she's going to. That's not a lie. No. Where'd you go to school? Oh, that's the school I went to. But <sighs> either way, she came clean. I'm glad for her that it came clean and it's not something that came out mid-season or something but if i was ben i wouldn't trust her either <laughs> why are you coming yeah. out with confessions about lies so quickly what else you lying about yeah and here we were thinking that it was about sex <laughs> me too oh it was so <laughs> funny because i actually saw the spoiler from mass fan about what it was actually about and i was like oh that's even funnier than sex <laughs> um oh <laughs> so next up is Kristen and alexis having a one-on-one and Kristen just gushes about alexis her strength and her directness Kristen says she's strong too, though. She says to Alexis that she's never met anyone like her and without her as a sounding board and the other gals <laughs> as a support system. I thought it was funny she said gals. <laughs> she just expected her and her husband to jump in and be attracted. And she's mostly concerned about how many times he's been open that he hasn't been in a serious relationship in a long time. So Alexis asks, how committed is bitch? <laughs> she doesn't answer the question <laughs> she just said she wanted to get married and alexis says to count the small wins because that's something and they zoom in on the james allen ring to make sure they get their promotional credit um <laughs> i'm really enjoying alexis looks i say that because i liked what she wore to meet up with her i was paying extra close attention to her braids because i got braids this week and i'm like how long did those braids take they are so long <laughs> how long did she sit I mean, there? but I mean, this day and age, you get multiple people to braid your hair. I know, but still, it's just they're very, very long. I could never sit there for them to be that long. Mm. Um, let's back to the topic at hand. Um, Kristen says that she is walking on eggshells a little bit with Mitch, like she's being herself. But how long can she dance on the lines? I was like, so you're not being yourself. Alexis says something about teaching an old dog new tricks or you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And I'm like, okay, are we teaching Mitch. And then they agree that Mitch actually has learned some new tricks. So I don't know. Um, Alexis calls Justin the greatest blessing of her life and that she could have had him six months ago if she'd swiped properly. Um, so Mitch might have to realize that he's about to let an amazing woman go the same way she did. I enjoyed the Kristen and Alexis conversation. It was a good parent. They genuinely like each other. She actually likes Kristen. You can tell. 
sweet. It's very sweet. Um, so Ben and I'm not sure what to call this man. I'm like, is his name Tree? It's a terrible nickname if it's a nickname. Why is it terrible? I'm like, Me is it too. like tall another tall thing? Like you're a tree? No, his last name. Oh, what's his is last name? Trees, is Tree something. Oh. I can't remember. But when Alexis said she loves him, she was like, uh, Justin, it's, uh, his middle name is T, and then his last name was something true. I don't know. But yeah. Okay. Glad we cleared that up. So Ben and Justin play basketball. They go over the situation. Justin asks if he trusts her. No answer. Um, <laughs> next up for, a gr- I mean, they play basketball and they talk and... Ben does say that he shouldn't have told Justin and Justin's like, okay, I guess you shouldn't have. (laughs) Um, He agrees kind of, but like, yeah, now you're in trouble because you told me. Um, The next sit down is Morgan, Stasha and Lindy. This conversation was intense. Um, I think you should disregard what I said. I just Googled and I think his last name is Hall, (laughs) but that's not what she said. When she said, Justin, whatever, I love you. That was not what she said. (laughs) I think this tree thing is another tall thing. This poor man. Okay. But I mean, I guess he likes tree because he told, I mean, he told the guys that's his name kind of. Morgan, Stasia, and Lindy. Morgan brings up the debt and Lindy is so like, but me too. Me too. I have debt too. Um, Morgan is like, I don't know much about crypto and stocks. I was like, keep on staying knowing nothing about crypto because see how much people have lost in crypto. Um, Morgan says that they had agreed they wouldn't talk about like serious stuff like finances until they got home, but then they did. So then we're going back to Ben and Justin and Justin tells Ben that he deserves the perfect wife because he knows that he's going to be the perfect husband financially and emotionally, but he doesn't know about physically because he doesn't know him that way. But you're a great guy, <laughs> and it's important for her to be truthful. I don't. I, I think Justin has lost the plot. <laughs> I just found it all comical because the whole point was like Morgan said, Ben broke her trust, and just and Ben went back to Justin to give him an update <laughs> on spilling. <laughs> when the whole point was don't discuss stuff, he was like she was really mad. Like I didn't even know when this two bonded. So this took me by surprise. Who knew they were besties? <laughs> they did. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was, that was surprising. But when did they even bond? He came late to the honeymoon. They didn't see each other the how many weeks in the weddings. So when was this bond formed? I don't know. Sometime between when they met up and when Ben's wedding was, I guess. Maybe they met up some more, talked on the phone. I don't know. I think you have like four options. So one of them has to be your bestie because they're not going to let you shoot with anybody else on this honeymoon. Morgan says that her trust has been broken and that she wanted a man who was proud of her. And I'm tired of hearing about the trust and he shouldn't have told anybody. I I don't really get it. Um, Justin and Ben have more conversations about honesty and big wins and small wins and building momentum. And the only way to talk things out is to really talk it out. And he takes ownership of everything that has happened with this fight about the lying and the trust and the blah, blah, blah. Justin says to call at 3 a.m. They have this whole thing about 2.59 versus 3 a.m. We go back to the girls and it's now we're talking about Lindy and Miguel and sex. And Stasha does some, some hardcore projecting. I was actually kind of annoyed with her about this because she's like, did he pressure you into it? 
And Lindy is Lindy, very earnestly. It's like, no, it was wonderful. It was great. It was, And um, Stasha's like, you know, it's still very soon. And giving yourself to someone is precious. And she's been in situations where she had to have sex to make her partner happy. Felt like she had to have sex to make her partner happy. And Lindy's like, I hear you. And she wants support. But this is not that. Aid, it was so uncomfortable to watch because she didn't even. This group has a problem with phrasing stuff, with timing, with all of the. Are these are adults. Because the way she questioned her was uncomfortable, first of all. And quite frankly, it's not your business. And she's not questioning you for why you're not having sex with Nate. So why are you questioning a grown woman who you have no agency over about what she chooses to do with her body? And also, she already had the sex. So if you're asking to make sure, are you trying to make her feel worse if she... Like, what is the point? What is the end game of this? And with this concern, you pull her to the side or something. Uh, We know that they don't have to have all conversations on camera. They can have stuff Mm -hmm. off camera. And I did not like... I don't know. It's a big implication. You know, it's a big implication. And you really should have taken her to the side for this. You didn't have to have this on camera. Yeah. Big implication. Not even for Lynn. Also Miguel. Yes. For Miguel. Yeah. Like, you just, I mean, I know I call them horn dogs, but when Lindy described it, it didn't even describe, it didn't sound like, oh, it was something she didn't want to. She was happy about it. And then you waited. I don't even know how long ago <laughs> that was to act. I, I don't know. It didn't sit right. Oh, this group is off. But talking of staying out of people's business, Lindy decides that she's going to get into hers. She's like, <laughs> Miguel and I talked and we questioned Nate's authenticity. She's like, you know, with my phone, I can barely look at it because I'm just in the moment. I'm having such a good time. But Nate's so curated. I'm just like, why why is this any of your business? Lindy's like, why does he care so much about his phone? Like me and Miguel, we overthink together all the time. (laughs) I mean, Stasha's like, I mean, I've questioned it. She's questioned why he's here, but she's going to find out. I thought Lindy overstepped there. Yes, I was like, was it right that Lindy told Stasha, like, pillow talk all you want, but why are you bringing this to her? And I'll tell you what my answer was. So in the beginning when all this was happening and everyone was talking, and you know how we've talked about this group, like, I don't think they really like each other and they're not bonding. I'm like, oh, this group looks like, you know, they're bonding. And after this conversation, I'm like, it's either... They hate each other or these people are just mean because everyone has a weird way of showing care from Alexis. After she just told you just be team Mitch. All Alexis could say is it's so hard. It's so hard. I don't just shut up and try. (laughs) And then someone Justin telling Ben, Oh, you deserve a perfect woman implying that Morgan is trapped. (laughs) And then, (laughs) <laughs> Stasha saying, well, why did you have sex so soon? Who says that to a... <laughs> Anyways. And then Linda is like, oh, no, bitch, I got you. And that's why she said it. <laughs> like, Nate isn't genuine. Like, what do you think? Do you question it? <laughs> now you know how it feels, bitch. These people don't like each other. <laughs> I'm not actually Everyone sure is- that they don't like each other, but to go along I- with their weird maturity levels, I don't know if they know how to help each other. 
That was what I'm was sorry. nice about Kristen and Alexis. I actually feel like those two know how to help each other. I wouldn't be asking Lindy for advice about anything. Morgan too. Stasia, maybe. Mm-mm. Uh, this, everything about it was a whole bless your heart to me. <laughs> like nothing was genuine. Mm-mm. You don't do that. Like you don't even need to be taught this. It's just common sense. Time and place. So we move on to Lindy and Miguel and she's telling us how she still has butterflies for him. And it's so easy to talk to Miguel that she does feel like because they're so different, she just wants to throw everything out for him just so he gets to know her while he's just like, let it come, let it be organic, like a normal person. She says that um, she has this pressure where he wants to fall in love with her, but he needs to see all of her sides and she feels like it's so many boxes to check. But for everything she does, she's wondering like, does this check his box? And he's just like, just be you. Like, I don't want you to try to fit into a box. It sounds so logical, but <laughs> I don't know that he needs to say it, but he tells her that he doesn't know where he's at and coming into it, he said he would give it his all for eight weeks and then decide. Aid, this was a terrible thing to say. His delivery also, was bad. That is the entire premise of the show. <laughs> it is the entire premise was- of the show, but I also feel uh, like I just, you know, after you have sex and like you're feeling close and you're feeling bonded, saying like, oh, after eight weeks, I might be done with you. I still think Lindy, I mean, she's an overreactor, but he, he could have yeah. phrased it better. I think we've determined that this group don't know how to freeze any, they don't, communication is going to be hard this season. So she tells him, I mean, she takes it well. She tells him, well, keep me in mind in this process because, you know, I can't let my guard down if that's your mindset. And he's like, well, I mean, logically, like he doesn't know who he married. So we'll see. I'm like, it's just too much honesty. That? There were no lies, <laughs> but there was too much honesty. <laughs> so we get to the meat. And the potatoes of this episode, the group meetup, the couples meetup. At first I thought it was Justin and Alexis on a day. Alexis is in like a lime green thing. Justin is in a turtleneck. In, and I'm in like, Mexico. Uh, in Mexico. Someone <laughs> did that. What season was that? Someone did that. And I'm like, um, is it, what, why is he wearing a turtleneck? But then I saw Nate did it. But here's the thing. When I saw Nate in it, I wasn't as offended as when I saw Justin in it, but I'm like, okay, maybe the night is cool. And that's why they're wearing turtlenecks. But that was very weird considering the rest of them were like in spaghetti straps and stuff. So I don't, I don't know what that was about. That was a moment where I realized up until this moment, we didn't get a lot of Mitch in this episode. We sure up did. until that moment. We saw him surfing and we saw him at dinner. That's about it. And even when he was surfing, he was like a duck. So, so, um, Stasha, Alexis and Kristen were in the same color palette. They all had different shades of green. And we find out that this is the last day of their honeymoon. I still think they should have given Ben and Morgan more time. And then, you know, they'll come back to the city with them. I mean, it's only right. Lindy puts Miguel on blast. Like it didn't even have a good segue. They might've been talking about the weather or something. And Lindy's just like, not to put you on blast or anything, but it's like, I don't know where you stand. Like if after this eight weeks or not, like I'm still waiting. And honestly, when Mitch was all like waiting for, waiting for what, 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 what? It took me out. Cause he was just as confused. Like, what are you complaining about? What are you waiting for? So Lindy says, it feels like shit. What Miguel said. 
And Miguel tries to talk, but she just kind of, she's tunnel vision and she just keeps going on and on about, you know, not knowing where he's going to stand and where she's going to be. And then it's time for them to go to dinner. Alexis and Justin are being all cutesy, like, I'm not going to lick you. And then they're kissing each other while Kristen and Mitch look awkwardly. And then Mitch just randomly asks, what does everybody think about moving in? <laughs> and then <laughs> Stasha says, um, Nate is concerned about if she's going to go back into work mode and that it's a valid um, concern. And again, no segue or anything. We just learned that Stasha is building a home from scratch and has asked Nate to move in. And of course, the day trader says, that's great. We're moving in. And they're all applauding. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, I, is this something to applaud about? What did I miss? What? Yes. What? You what, got what, Miguel what? over here talking about, I need eight weeks. And you got this one after four days. You can move in with me. One's having sex, one's not. Uh, it's all very unexpected. Oh, even better, A, let's roll it back. You have the audacity to question a woman to say, why did you have sex so soon? I wish Lindy had said, well, why would you invite him to your house so soon? You don't even know the man. <laughs> Since we're all up in each other's business and we know what's best. I like, listen, I, 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 I am empathized with her trauma, but she truly projected like real heart in that scene. I'm still heated about that scene. <laughs> Cause I just thought it was disrespectful. So anyway, Kristen says, you know, the honeymoon has been overwhelming and she's looking forward to moving in because the routine might be good for them. And that she's always busy and she's saying it in her, I'm busy. I'm always doing something. I'm always doing that, blah, blah, blah. And of course, Mitch says he finds a busy woman attractive. And I say, of course, because it doesn't matter what she does. Mitch always says, I find that attractive in her. He finds everything attractive about her except the physical, I guess. I don't, I don't know what any of these men... I just say I'm not attracted to you, but we'll never miss an opportunity. To... And the first time it happened, I was like, oh, look at Mitch giving compliments. Now I'm like, wait, he does that all the time. Yep, means nothing. Then Morgan says that she's been a nurse through the pandemic and she has decompressed by being home by coming home and being home by herself. And it's going to be a compromise for her. Um, she's not used to talking about her feelings about work and she doesn't want to come home and start taking care of people. We did get a comment, uh, from a listener, Sarah, who says the same thing that as a teacher, mom, wife, like when she comes back from home, she just needs people to leave her the hell alone and she can't talk or answer questions. Now I've never thought about it from the angle of there are people who have certain jobs and when they get home, they don't want their home life to be an extension of their jobs but the way morgan sounded it just seemed like what was your plan when you had a husband yes and what okay if you don't want to be stressed or bothered what do you want to do after work that you can do together that won't stress you what thought has yeah. gone into that and it just went on for way 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 too long morgan and lindy Wait. my god the edit <laughs> button they're so intense because the thing is just because your partner is there, it doesn't mean you have to talk about work. You could, you could you talk about his work. You could do all kinds <laughs> of things. You could go for a walk together. You could work out together. You can do all kinds of things. Why did it turn into a, yeah. what I will not do? What I will yeah. not do is cater to him. What he need? Did he ask you to, I don't know. There was just a lot of these women. So I could have sworn that Lindsay had a look at first, but I think after Morgan said it and the commercial break came back, everyone had that look. 
<laughs> on there. And then Alexis whispers to Justin, like, he's concerned. And asks, like, okay, out loud to Morgan, where does Ben fit into this? And everyone is like, yeah, yeah, I was going to ask that. <laughs> like, you can tell everybody was just waiting for that question. And she goes, well, that's the hard part. I need to figure that out. I'm like, uh, uh, what? When you were filling out the form? Well, she was lying on the form, so maybe she didn't think about that. And then Ben, on the other hand, instead of saying something, he's mimicking sex and laugh. Oh, oh my God. Ben is like, he annoys me. As they're talking, Alexis is whispering things to Justin, which I thought was really rude, a la Lindsay. <laughs> but she's saying, why does she need Ben again? And you could tell Justin was trying to be polite, just listening and just acting like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, turn it down a little. And she's like, am I wrong? <laughs> she's like, no, you're not. Like, just shut up. He didn't say that part, but it was basically like, just let her talk. All the while Morgan is talking, we could hear her in the background. In the confessionals, Justin is saying like, she made everything about her. And I should add that in the confessional, Alexis is like clinging to him like a koala. Like, like a literally koala. just- Or a very cute like, married couple or a koala. Yeah. I mean, when someone's talking, she's like clinging to him like for dear life. <laughs> and um, Alexis asks back at the table, like, so does she want to, this, this is like dual conversation going on. Does she want a roommate or a husband? <laughs> and then Justin is like, I think she wants a roommate. <laughs> These people are having their own sidebar. <laughs> My favorite thing about Alexis and Justin for watching them at this dinner, this is how old married people are. This is how people have been married for five years are. Yeah, it is. But in this moment, it was rude. It was rude as <laughs> hell, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was rude, and they were just feeling all. You could tell they were feeling themselves like, oh, we are, you know, the shit. We are feeling so superior and everything. So Miguel asks Alexis, um, what do you do? Because Justin's Justin has his speech. You know how the Houston season and the Atlanta season, you ask Eric or you ask... Um, What's his name? Right. Jose. What? How are you guys? Oh, we're good. We're great. We're doing well. Everything's over. I can't imagine that. Justin has his speech. I'm going to do everything that I can for her. I'm going to get her smoothie, walk the dog, stay home. That is his rehearsed speech <laughs> for the season. And so they were like, oh, that's Miguel's like, that's nice. Let me play devil's advocate for a little bit. <laughs> he shouldn't have said that. Every time you lead a sentence or start a sentence with, let me play devil's advocate, just you put don't. the other person on, def on defense. Just, just say what you need the to say. The devil is covered. He does not need any advocates. <laughs> so Miguel asks Alexis what she does. She says that she is a logistician, that she just does numbers and ordering and nothing really that serious. A isn't she in mental health no she said she had had a mental health job when she was younger gotcha okay i was so confused and that whole i'm right. a logistician i just do numbers it's boring <laughs> um i'm sure that's how she would describe her job but as she said she's paid well because that is a field that pays logistics is a field that pays really well and it's very specialized okay so Justin does his spiel on what he would do for her again. And Miguel asks, so let me ask, what do you do for him? But he got the wrong one. <laughs> Alexis smiled. <laughs> and she's like, I'm his support system. I'm his security. I'm going to protect this man at all costs, whatever he needs, emotionally, physically, financially. I'm going to be there, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Miguel had nothing to say to that. <laughs> 
Um, at some point, I don't know what they were talking about, but in the confessional, Morgan and Ben that Ben starts explaining sixty nine to his mom. I'm like, what? What are you? This, I don't know. Why can the editor just edit that out? What was the purpose of that? And at some point, he put his hand over Morgan's mouth. That's a pet peeve of mine. Just putting your hand over someone's mouth, and it was just an unnecessary scene to me. Um, <clears throat> Justin and Alexis, they're back at the table, start complimenting each other. And Alexis just says, I really do love this man. And then everyone was like, what? I heard it. Hey, oh. And then they turned to Lindy. And, you know, Lindy wants him to say, I love you. And her face was hilarious. It was just like a, uh, God, when I see what you're doing for other people. So Miguel says the fact that they've said, I love you blows his mind because he wonders if he has more than eight weeks in him. I'm like, what the hell? What the hell? Why what is going you? on with Miguel? I don't, I don't think it's just Miguel. There's something in the water in Mexico. I, 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 I don't know. You got away with it. So just lay low. Mitch says, I mean, that's fair. Alexis says, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> and then Miguel says, I mean, the only way I could do this was if I had a way out. I'm like, it gets worse. Lindy said, you know, I validate that because, you know, she's validating what Miguel said. You don't know who the per the person is. And Alexis is like, uh, earlier you said it bothered you. And she says, no, I have to meet him where he's at that, you know, it's painful, but I respect him. I respect his opinion. And, you know, I respect the fact that I'm not guessing. I know exactly what he's thinking. I'm like, hmm. But isn't that different from is what she said at the top of the, the dinner? Well, yeah, that's what Alexis said. Like, you said it bothered you. And I'm like, it's not a good thing. I, I get what you're trying to do, that it's noble that you're not guessing. But that's like someone saying, you know, I cheat. It's just what it is. You're not guessing, you know. But that's not okay. <laughs> so Justin says in the confessional, like, you know, she's doing what she can to please him. And good luck to her. Again, they're being so judgy. So Stasha... I think that she just is triggered by Miguel. That's laying it on Miguel. Like, what's your story? Like, listening to you, I'm like, what the fuck? You know, do you stand for? Do you want to be married? Do you even want to? And then as she's going in, the mariachi band comes on. And then <clears throat> I, my question for you is like, I'm telling you, I still stand my ground. Like, these people don't like each other. I'm like, was this revenge for what Miguel said, or does Miguel trigger Stasha? I don't know. I don't think Miguel triggers Stasha. And I don't think it was revenge either. I just think these people what? are in each other's business way too much. What? Did you see how her body language like, just kind of changed? The only reason I asked why if she triggered him is sometimes... There's another show, Ready to Love, and there was this girl that was talking to a guy, and he was light-skinned, and what, And this girl came from, I know light-skinned guys like you who were in our fraternity when I was in college, and they're always so full of themselves, and I can see it in you. And this guy said, I just said hi. <laughs> so I don't know if Miguel, when she said, I know guys like that, you don't have to do what you don't want to do. Like, what was she basing that on? Like, Lindy never shared a story about Miguel pressuring her. 
So I don't know. Oh, so you think, okay, I see where you're going with Yeah, that he triggers, like maybe he looks like someone from her past or something. Yeah, because I'm like, what? Like, where did she get that? That was a reach and a half. So I just didn't know. Oh, go ahead. I just think Miguel is so off. He's so inconsistent. One minute he's talking about, we made love and it was like the angel sang. And the next minute he's like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm in here after eight weeks. It is whiplash. And I, I don't think, I mean, Stasha was triggered with the whole Indian, did he coerce you? But I also think Stasha might actually be like, what is wrong with you? Because I wonder what's wrong with Miguel. I find it very interesting that it wasn't brought up. Like, she never asked Miguel, you said this. Miguel and Nate didn't have a conversation. Like, why did you say this about me? Like, I found that very interesting. That that wasn't, or it didn't make the cut, or it never was discussed. But, um, Lindy and Miguel start whispering. Lindy's like, don't worry about them. Like, we're the realest ones. Like, I got you. I'm not worried that, you know, we talk to each other and we're on the same page. I'm like, Lindy, you started this whole thing. If you had just kept your mouth shut <laughs> and had the conversation with your husband, nobody would know all of this information. So don't start saying like you're real and you're the whatever and all that kind of stuff. But in the end of it all, the silver lining was Mitch and Lindy were holding hands in the background. I peeped that. Mitch and who? Oh, oops. Aid <laughs> <laughs> is living for this. Mitch and Kristen. <laughs> My bad. Mitch and Kristen were holding hands in the background. But anyways, we'll be right back, guys, to talk about the couples and their thoughts after the dinner. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin? You feel a little bit down or off and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com. And use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. And we're back. So we start with Stasha and Nate. Is the postmortem post? Wait, what is it? Postmortem, right? Yes. Come on, oh, just okay. know, and this is true for all the couples. I get that Maps tries to scam us. But no one is going to bed. Everybody has a full face of makeup on to sit there and talk to their husband in bed. (laughs) Stasha included. (laughs) So Stasha tells Nate that it's scary not knowing a person's intentions. And he says, well, you don't have to worry about that. You have me. And she says, yeah, but I'm still trying to figure you out. And when Nate said, 
me moving into your brand new house doesn't show commitment, it I fell on the floor. That made me laugh out loud. <laughs> like, you don't have to pay your rent no more and you're moving into a brand new house that I don't think you're contributing to. And you're saying that shows commitment? <laughs> we watched we watched Insecure. I'm <laughs> Lauren like, stayed the same one. I'm like, roof over his head. You're going to be a hobosexual. <laughs> I see hobosexual in your future when you talk about moving in with someone who you met five days ago. Wow. I know they're your oh. wife, but the fact that five days, oh, I'm going to move into your new house. That shows my commitment. <laughs> Well, honestly, that's how you know these people. They just pick and choose what's okay. Everyone's like, oh, it's too soon. I don't trust you. But, oh, no, I can live in your brand new house. Don't ask me twice. So he asks, are you, like, waiting for something bad to happen? And she goes, no, that she just has insecurities about not being enough. And he was like, oh, that's surprising. And then conman Nate, sorry, but that's just how I felt in that (laughs) moment, says that he's falling in love with her and it's real. And I'm like, okay, hold up, back up. Was he not just dogging Justin out for saying I love you so... These people are frustrating me, A. No one is consistent. I, okay. I feel like you are team Nate is a fake. (laughs) Well, I gave him my bouquet last week. So so I don't know. Two weeks ago. I don't know. No, here's my thing. Nate is doing and saying all the right things. But something is off. I just don't have proof. I have nothing. I am not sure. I remain firmly unsure. There are times, and like uh, was said, is he fake or is he curated? I'm the jury's still out. I'm not willing to condemn Nate as a fake quite yet. But I don't know. He could go either way. I'm very curious to see how this turns out. That's a good thing, though. Fake versus curated is different, and I think he is curated. But curated is fake. Or curated is not showing the full picture. And the only person who needs to see the full picture, in my opinion, is Tasha. Hmm. I mean, again, you can only curate for so long. (laughs) The real you is going to come out. Mm -hmm. So Stasha tells us she's crying, that she comes with a lot, and she's not sure that he knows the depths of how much she's a lot. Aw, Stasha, baby. So Lindy and Miguel... Lindy just calls the dinner ridiculous, that they support each other. And Miguel says, you know, he wishes that he was this version of himself when he met her at the altar, that knowing who she is, you know, right now adds even more and would have made it more special and he would have appreciated the time at the altar. That read genuine to me, so... This is why Miguel is so confusing. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I'm so confused. I'm like, do you like her or not? I think part of the problem or our problem is we set expectations for these people. Like, Well, maybe let me speak for myself. I just thought Miguel was going to be a goody two shoes. They were going to be a boring couple. Boy, was I wrong. Miguel is like the devil's advocate for real. <laughs> he wants the other side of every conversation. Um, And Nate is just like, well, Nate has been consistent. It was like, he looks off and I still don't, I don't know. Well, Kristen and Mitch are consoling themselves with words like, who's to say how a honeymoon should go? It's our honeymoon, and that's how we went. (laughs) But at the end of the day, she's still happier being married than being single. Oh, every time she says this thing. 
It kills me. That is such a low standard. (laughs) I'd rather be married to you than dating. It's not a compliment. (laughs) Wow. Mitch admits that he's been sending her mixed signals, but he will try to do his best and be better moving forward. Alexis and Justin. Alexis asked Justin why he has it out for Morgan, which I found surprising because I thought she did too, but I guess she doesn't think she did. Um, She tells him that, you know, my concern for you is, is about you. That, yeah, you're concerned about Ben, but you always think that you have to save somebody. She says that in the whole conversation while Morgan was talking, Ben looked so uncomfortable and he didn't say anything. And it's not his job, that's Tree, to be his voice. And then they're talking. And the next thing I see her reach out her hand to him. And they start hugging. And I'm like, oh, he's crying again. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I'm like. Why is he crying? <laughs> she says, why? What's wrong? And then he says, you know, I feel bad because our experience is perfect. And I'm like, oh, your time is coming. And Justin says, like, he feels like Ben Ben is being cheated. Like, I'm not going to say cheated. Like, I know that he's the only other guy that wanted this experience as bad as he did. And he just wanted him to have the same thing that he had. And I'm like, that's a lot of feelings. For someone who you have known for possibly two and a half weeks? Bruh. I mean, are we allowed to say that a person feels too much? Because... I think the poster. I don't know. The sensitive people always are like, "Why are people so mean to me?" Because I have feelings. But I think you look at a Justin, and I'm sorry, there needs to be less of them. I'm not gonna go to hell for saying that, but I said it. I, you should be. I, I, yeah, I don't have words. <laughs> I'm trying to put words. Nothing's coming out because I just kept watching it, and I just kept like. Yeah, oh, I'm just going to move on. I don't, I don't know. They share a cute moment, and then she says his full name and says, I do love you. And he goes, what you say? What you say? And she's like, oh, you're going to get it once a year, whatever. And then I guess she feels she has to make up for saying something nice. She says that he's too sensitive. She called him. Did she say he was an avocado-looking ass? I believe she said something, yes. Yes, like that. <laughs> Anyways, good for them. And then Justin does a body roll that I never want to see in my life again in his turtleneck. And he's just happy that his wife loves him. So we see Morgan and Ben. Ben says that, you know, he's learned what he's learned about himself is that he can be judgmental and he needs to be less judgmental. Morgan talks a lot there in the balcony to Ben telling him about, we just have to move forward. We just have to do, I don't know what she was saying. She was going on about a lot of things. And Ben is just like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lindy, with her concerns, is so exhausting. She's telling Miguel, like, do you have any concerns about me? And he's like, no, nothing so far. Then she was like, well, for me, my concern is like, you know, I have days off that I, you know, don't work. I've earned those days and I earned those and I want to spend days and the money the way I want to. And I'm hoping you don't resent me for not working. And for that, Miguel says, can you stop with the hypotheticals? I was like, God bless you. Maybe he is the perfect just, person for her. Because really. Can you imagine someone from Houston or Atlanta being with Lindy? Johnny would have obliterated her. <laughs> <laughs> Five seconds. 
But yeah, he's like, can we just stop? And then, she, you know, she listens and she's like, yeah, you're right. Like, things that haven't happened yet and all that. So Kristen and Mitch celebrate that they cuddled the night before. I mean, I shouldn't rain on their parade. Good for them. They cuddled and they cuddle all night till the morning. And Mitch says he's in a different place and he can't wait to see where they progress from there. And that was the episode. I felt like so many things happened this episode. A lot. It was good. We didn't keep it going. Not a dull moment. Not a single dull moment. And these people are very, very interesting. I don't know what's going on with them. There's mysteries. There's so many questions. What do you mean? What are you doing? Who are you? All right, Tane, who has your bouquet this week? My bouquet goes to Alexis for putting up with Justin. I promise you that Justin is not for everyone. Like, not a lot of people can handle his sensitivity or even understand it. But for all of Alexis's quirks, she fully is the best person to handle this. Like, the way they were talking and she just reached out her hand like, are you okay? I know, baby, you need to or whatever. I, I got to give the, give her props. That was really cute. And good on them for just being like, like you said, a five-year-old married couple <laughs> and being very comfortable. Like they're comfortable and it shows. You can't fake that. So they have my bouquet. Who has yours? Alexis and Tree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave them, I think for some of the same reasons. It's so funny that I find Justin so annoying by himself, but very, very adorable when he's with Alexis. When they were having that married couple talk at dinner, I was like, I, I hope you guys last forever. <laughs> All right. Who has your burnt ashes? Every damn person on that cast except Mitch this episode. <laughs> because everybody, I, I don't know if it's because we didn't see Mitch a lot, but he had no misstep this week for me that annoyed me. But everybody else was just saying the wrong thing, having the wrong timing, being an asshole and just doing all of the wrong things at many different times. Who has yours? I give mine to Morgan and Ben. Morgan for lying. I don't know what she's trying to convince us of, but somewhere in there she lied for no good reason. Ben for being so... uh, Don't come on Married at First Sight if you need the perfect woman. And I'm going to give a little extra one to Justin for getting in the middle of other people's business. Mind your own. (laughs) I don't know why you're so worried about Ben. Supposedly he's a grown ass man. He'll deal with his stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, that's it for this week. You can find Tane with Nana on the rewatch where they have finished rewatching Sex and the City season five. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFSALTARCALLMAFS. We love hearing from you guys on the socials, so come find us. Yeah, we're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Give us a five-star rating if you're so inclined on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. And we will catch you next week. Bye. Bye. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. 
Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.